0: Welcome to A Game at Dinner. This is the second episode. I am your host, Lee Para, and uh, Rhett Weisenfels is here with us as well. Hello, again. Um, today we're going to talk about how to maximize your level, enchanting items, a glass armor set you can get at level one, the gloves of Randgolf, and Ring of the Wind. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Dwemer Centurions and the Dwemer in general, because I think it's interesting. Um... Oh yeah, and I forgot, Karas of the Savior's Hide, another item you can get really early level to help uh, out new players that want to at least have an edge over uh, the monsters of Vardenfell.
1: And of course, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about Morrowind. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I forgot to say that, huh?
1: That's alright. I won't kill you this time. That's okay.
0: Okay, so let's see here. So I think I want to talk about uh, Ring of the Wind. Do it. First. It's a great um, constant effect enchantment item. And by that, I mean when you put it on, it's always working. It's not cast on use. You know, it's just it'll always be giving you that buff that you need. And this item gives you 30 points of agility constant effect, which is amazing because agility... Is really dodge. It helps you dodge. It makes it so you don't get knocked over. If someone has a lot of strength and they hit you and you have low agility, you're going to get knocked down and end up on your knees, which means they can pretty much just beat the crap out of you at that point. Um, it is the main factor in what allows you to land a hit as well. So it's easily one of the most important attributes right next to endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so the place that you get this at is actually, um, it's called Namu, which means... In the uh, native language, no name. It's kind of a funny thing. Um, the The place itself is west of Aldrun, or um, Sadrith Mora. You can go there, but Aldrun's uh, close to that. <coughs> and you just go straight west, literally. And you'll see this little wooden door, and it should say Namu on it. It'll have these little stones going across a small pool of water towards it as well. Um, and in there, you'll get it off of a fellow. He's a Dark Elf, and, uh, there's also another interesting guy there, too, and I won't tell you who he is, but he, uh, appears to be a Red Guards guy that got captured by this, uh, Dark Elf, and if you, uh, give him something, as in a scroll, I think it's a Scroll of Divine Intervention, he gives you Zenithar's glove, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's another item you can get there, but the Ring of the Wind is actually on the Dark Elf, um... I think his name is uh, God, uh, let's see, what is his name? Just give me a second here. Oh, I appear to not have the thing up that I wanted. Oh. <laughs> what are you looking for? The name of the guy. That has the ring of the wind. Uh, yeah, Galmus Dren is his name. And he's a dark elf. That's at the end of the dungeon. He will be in there, and he will have the Ring of the Wind. So that's that's an amazing item that you can get pretty early on. Um, although he is pretty tough, galmistren Let's see. I think he's um, he's level sixteen, so mm-hmm. he's hard he's hard to kill. But if you go in with a few of uh, Scroll of Hellfire, you should be able to kill him with that. Just a couple of them.
1: And the game the game does point you in the direction of this ring, um, if you do quests mm-hmm. uh the imperial pull i believe yeah. um you go around and you collect all these artifacts like one of the artifacts like the boots of the apostle which yeah. i think um you get the ring of the wind first and then you get the boots of the
0: apostle mm-hmm. and
1: uh these items
0: are so badass <laughs> yeah it- it'll really give you a sense of uh how marwyn structures its leveling and its gameplay in a sense because a lot of uh it's later games don't give you opportunities like this. It also gives you a reasonable uh, challenge and to go for or to sh- attempt to surpass because even though this guy is level 16, you would be able to kill him at level 1 if you were clever enough. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> having done it myself, um, it it's hard, but you can do it, especially if you manage to exhaust his spells. He'll pretty yeah. much just come at you with a little dagger. If so. he can
1: manage to not die, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after all of his magic, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, quick save first, obviously, <laughs>
0: and, <laughs> an easier item to get early on, actually, <clears throat> and something that is um almost better, actually, is in Ilunabi, which is um just north of uh, Narmak, I believe, um, and in it. It's actually a main quest area. When you do the main quest, you'll be sent here really early, and so if it, honestly, if you just do the main quest, you can get these. Let's see. Well, I guess it's not quite early on. It's um, it's it's about I'd say about two thirds of the way through the main quest, you'll probably be sent there. But you can go here at any time. Iluni, Ilunabi, or I think it's Ilunibi. Um. Yes, small island north of Narmok. If you go there, there's these gloves called uh, the Gloves of Randogolf. And what's amazing about these gloves is uh, they each one of them gives you plus 20 strength and the other gives you plus 20 agility, which is amazing. It'll increase your chance to hit and increase your damage with any melee item. Uh, they're heavy armor, so they're pretty heavy. But even if you don't have a skill in heavy armor, I'd still recommend using them because they're just insanely powerful um you'll be able to get away with a lot of stuff <laughs> with those gloves not to mention the extra carry weight it gives you so it kind of balances out the fact that they're pretty darn heavy yeah uh right i know that you wanted to talk about some items did i yeah you said you mentioned something I think you a oh. ring of the mentor
1: mentor's ring yes how nice of you to remember that yeah. for me <laughs> um yeah, guys, if you're talking... You know, and the thing is... Um, I, Morrowind, I think, more so than any other game in The Elder Scrolls... Um, offers, like, a lot of really high-level equipment right by where you start. Uh, well, maybe not high-level equipment, but very useful equipment um, for early-on characters right at the start of the game. And, um, you know... I maybe we should have put like a spoilers disclaimer at the beginning of this if this is yeah. new style but <laughs> um but you know it's like oblivion i always i don't know i always get out of the prison thing and then i'm running around and i just i just start exploring in oblivion and Morrowind, it feels i don't know a lot more structured and the world's not as open to exploration because you'll fucking get killed by a mud crab yeah. or rats or in whatever in a sense
0: that's where oblivion kind of it's it's easier for people that are newer to the genre You can kind of just go anywhere or do a quest anytime, really. So when you start,
1: but um, there are a lot of great items right at the beginning. Like, um, you know, for instance, I always go and grab the stuff from that guy who falls out of the sky (laughs) right by where you start. It's also that frost axe that's right there in the city. But one of the better items that a lot of people don't think about is um, is the mentor's ring, which is a little northwest of Sedanin, which is the starting city in a tomb called Samaris. Uh, mm-hmm. Samaris Ancestral Tomb, I think. And um, it gives you Fortify Intelligence and Fortify Willpower 10 points for both on self for, con- uh, for constant effect, which... Really you know, great people for people...
0: the budding mage.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people think that, oh... That's not that good, but it's like ten points of stuff that you always get for a ring that's right by where you start. Um, it's the I equivalent mean, it's, of several levels, too, worth of yeah, stats. Like, yeah, I always, I always go and get that one. It's, it's awesome, um, and well worth it. And, yeah, you know, and then I always carry
0: the ashes of Lord Bryn
1: around and sometimes put them <laughs> in my home when I select one.
0: <laughs> you know what's interesting about uh, the character or the ashes of Lord Bryn? It's actually uh, one of the developers for Morrowind died suddenly. Um, he was one of the main developers of the the game and really? he had helped with other series, and that's actually an ode to him. Uh, Lord I think his last name was Bryn. Um, wow yeah that's actually those ashes are an ode to him and the mentor's ring is an ode to him because he met he apparently mentored a lot of the uh staff uh taught them things wow and, yeah <laughs> i learned that recently It was really interesting um,
1: that is super fa- i feel sort of <laughs> guilty for carrying around his ashes now
0: no that's cool you're like honoring him you have his ashes
1: <laughs> and i put them in my house <laughs> he's advent- like
0: he's adventuring around uh morrowind with you <laughs>
1: Oh man, that's uh that's awesome. That makes me so happy actually.
0: <laughs> I know when I learned that I was like, "Wow, that's so cool. I can't believe it."
1: Um
2: let's see here.
1: You know, I was going to ask you real quick What's um up? because over on um cheerfulghost.com uh-huh. uh someone posted, it, you know, this thing hyping up Skywind, which yeah. is cool. I'm yeah. all for that. Uh, honestly, I feel like I the think more it'll people... Be yeah, I'm not against it. I think the more people in support of, like, the Morrowind modding community, even though this is Skyrim, but it, just in support of that modding community, it's, like, the more exciting stuff we're gonna get. And, um, I was talking to him about it, and, you know, he's one of these guys who, I think he appreciates all these games, um, mm-hmm. and the two that he always talks about are uh two of your favorite games he cites Diablo 2 and Morrowind as a product of what I'm about to describe which is you know these games are well loved they seem like games that he would really appreciate but he plays them after having played their successors he played Diablo 2 after playing D3 he played Morrowind after playing Oblivion and Skyrim and because of that he just couldn't get into the mindset of Morrowind and eventually um you know, I, I would just talked to him and I was like, yeah, man, you know, if, and if you're worried about the way it's dated, go install MSGO uh, 3.0 mm-hmm. and, um, and take a look. Because honestly, for me, it looks as good. And I, I literally load it up side by side for comparison just to see like Skyrim. And I, my computer can't run Skyrim very high, even though it doesn't seem like the graphical demands are that much. But I can't run it much past medium graphics, and and uh, Morrowind MSGO three point oh with everything cranked up, and it just fucking looks exactly like Skyrim. The only difference is it's clunkier. It's more. I think this situational stuff is more scripted. Like you don't have, I don't know, people chasing you across the map or whatever. But
0: yeah, well, um, Skyrim's AI was really fun. I really yeah, I thought so too. It was so great. I also thought their guard system was so amazing. Like you could incur a bounty in a different uh, hold and it it wouldn't affect any other place. Oh, that was so great. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I thought that
1: was genius. Although it took me a long time to figure out what was going on because I paid my bounty in a different uh, hold. And then I would go back to where I was and I was being attacked by everyone. And like, even like regular people, like I was doing the, uh, not the Dawn guard stuff, but the soul's DLC. Yeah. Um, I was doing the soul's DLC for that. And there was like a, god fucking telvani wizard just like wrecking my shit up <laughs> because i had fucking bounties right there in soul's time at raven rock yeah. <laughs> which made me feel really accomplished that raven rock was doing all right you yeah. know whatever Sky- skyrim's like what 400 years after morrowind yeah um Poor fell. i fucking helped build raven
0: rock bitch <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah you play through morrowind and you get to uh blood moon you will help build raven rock effectively yeah. so if you play skyrim you'll be like yeah you know I had although i was like
1: <laughs> i did say i was like this doesn't really fucking look like it <laughs> raven, well yeah they the actually had uh,
0: they had dwemer runes on soul's time which is weird because they're not in uh they're not in soul's time in morrowind but it's kind of an odd thing that i thought when i saw it i was like where are their dwemer runes on soul's time they never went there
1: <laughs> Ru- ruins
0: in Souls Time in Skyrim there's Dwemer Runes. Yeah. Okay. Well yeah. it
1: sounds like you're saying runes instead of ruins. Oh ruins, yeah. And I'm like, runes? What the fuck? It's funny because <laughs> it's funny. It makes me it makes me laugh because you're trying to say ruins. And yeah. You're saying runes. And then whenever we play Dodo with Max, he calls runes ruins.
0: <laughs> Dude, I mispronounce those two words all the time. That's I, all right. I, all but the time. <laughs> what I was going
1: to ask you about this young fellow over at Cheerful Ghost who, uh, you know, he did install MSGO and he yeah. says it looks great and he's excited to play. But I um... actually
0: read his your conversation with him. It was a good conversation. Oh, you did?
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I was just going to ask you, like, if you could say something to him. Yeah. You I... know, what What would you say? Because this is the exact sort of person that I feel like we're trying to cater this podcast to. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I know exactly what to say. Uh, ugh, so. And, and obviously, don't shit on him if no, that's what you're going to say. But... No, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I knew you were. No, Morrowind, <laughs> Morrowind and Diablo 2 are, are products of their time. And he, you know, he says that and he knows that. And he knows, it's weird because he knows that they're good games. Um, like he I, he can like sense it. And I remember reading he commented on Diablo too and how it's just like he couldn't get past the graphics and and stuff and it was a little slower I think. Um and same thing with Morrowind, it was a little slower. And that's the thing about these games is um they they won't they don't they don't give you so much to to do immediately in a sense. Like Skyrim yeah. throws you out there and I actually I have to praise it for this. Um because it appeals to so many people. Yeah. They just, ha- they, they throw you into this world that's action packed, and immediately you can go out and you're in a mine and there's bandits there and you can mine ore, and then you can go to the town and build like a dagger or a sword, you know, and so you already feel like you're just, you're doing stuff, you're accomplishing things, and it's, it's done, it's really fast paced. The mm-hmm. action is really nice, you know, like the killing moves are super cool. So it really just, it gets you immersed really fast, you know? Um, I've
1: always, I've always sort of, um, laughed because, you know, Brian, he, uh, he's not really into the whole, like, wizards, magic, sort of fantasy stuff, uh but he fucking loves Skyrim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Brian at work? Yeah. He plays Skyrim? Yeah, I he plays no a lot idea. of
1: video games. We talk about video games all the fucking time. I had time.
0: no idea he plays video games at all. Never seen...
1: Yeah, he buys all the awesome video games That's and then awesome. he loans them to me. So <laughs> I, ha- I have his Grand Theft Auto Five right now. But
0: <laughs> anyway, what what I have to say, um, what what's his name? I never caught his name.
1: Um, his on the uh, on his handle on Cheerful Ghost is Grego Peck.
0: Grego Peck. Okay, what I have to say to you is, um, Morrowind is a slower game, and it. It kind of is an insulting game, um, in a sense, because it throws you out there. Everyone calls you Outlander, and it's it'll f- like a scrib or a kwama w- worker will frickin' kill you, you know. And that yeah. doesn't that doesn't mean your build is wrong or anything, or like the skills you got are bad, you know. Because I, I built a a frickin high elf with <laughs> a, with a technically skills that you would never put on a high elf. Are you still playing that character by the way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh and so it's just a the in the end it's like it's follows more traditional rules, which is like when you're level 1, you're really weak. Deal with it. And they're going to you're going to die a lot. Like I still when I boot up the game, I'm a I'm a veteran player. I'll die a lot in the beginning, and I know what I'm doing. <laughs> So, you know, if, if you find yourself dying a lot, just be like, oh, this is just part of the game. And, and you can actually mark on the map and be like, I'm not gonna go here. You, if you actually open your map in Morrowind and double click it, you can create a little note saying, this place had these guys in it. It was too hard. So I'll go back maybe at level five or something. It also oh, helps wow. you remember. Um, I never knew that. Yeah. You can, you can leave notes on the map. And like, um, that's what I love. Whenever I encounter a dungeon and I don't feel like exploring it, um I'll leave oh, a note that's there so smart I'll leave a note saying unexplored um explore later and then like you know I I move on and you can leave like an entire paragraph there describing like and if I find something really special I'll leave a note saying you know the item I found you know so like where when I found uh Namu and the Ring of the Wind cuz I wasn't a part of the imperial cult, um uh, I left a note there saying I found Ring of the Wind so it helped me remember not only for this podcast but for another playthrough if I wanted to have an interesting challenge. I could go level one and just go straight to Namu <laughs> and see yeah. how I did. <laughs> but um, it's a, it's just going to be a much slower game. You know, it's kind of like a book. You know, when you first open a book, you start reading it and you're kind of like, eh, eh. you know, 20, 30 pages in. It's it, Most books don't hook you for a while. You yeah. have to kind of force yourself to read it. And that's how Morrowind is. You have to force yourself to keep playing and just keep dealing with it and like dealing with kind of like the cl- the clunky issues it has and the the funny quirks it has with like npcs maybe just like walking into walls cuz they have no collision yeah. detection and so it- in the end it's it's just not it's not going to immerse you as quickly as skyrim does and as effectively as skyrim does but i can guarantee you once you get into it you will be hooked but that's only after like maybe 15 to 20 hours
1: and I would save a little less uh, than that, even. Okay, but. yeah,
0: a little less, especially if you put like, and this is a really good tip for early players actually. Put acrobatics and athletics in your major or minor. You'll level yeah. really fast, and you'll get strength, and um, you'll you'll just get a ton of strength. This is important for carrying stuff, and so that way you can actually feel like, you know, at least you're leveling quicker. It'll be closer to uh, Skyrim's pace because if you don't put. Those in there, you you can level pretty slow, and you have played for like, I've had games where I played for eight hours and I finally hit level two, because <laughs> it's just like the character I built, is like yeah. that. Um, like if you ever play like a mercantile character or speechcraft, that's how it is. It's yeah, really slow.
1: Um, <laughs> I've always sort of said to people in Morrowind, it's like don't be afraid to read the conversations. Yeah, and don't be afraid to read some books there's going to be some that you pick up and you're like why the fuck did i pick that up and that's fine Mm -hmm. i haven't read all the fucking books but there are some really good ones and anyone who's played oblivion or skyrim will know that that there's really good books in there and but more importantly don't be afraid to read the conversations because um i think that's where your knowledge of the world is going to start growing the most and i always have sort of told people that Morrowind, it's like you almost have to give it the same kind of benefit of the doubt that you would give a regular book. You know, you go to the bookstore, you buy a brand new book and you know, maybe you know the author, maybe you don't, maybe you're picking it up because someone said that you should play it. And my personal rule with books is if it hasn't got me by the first 100 pages, then it won't have me. Yeah, after that. So I I put it down. And if more one doesn't have you after the first 100 pages or uh whatever a suitable substitute metric for that is, uh then maybe it's not a game for yeah you, maybe but... it's not
0: for you exactly which is okay but
1: <laughs> i would be willing to say that it probably is for you yeah if you like it... uh if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> or yeah. you know if you like video games in general especially role-playing <laughs> games and all that then i would yeah. bet that it, you'd like
0: it i just gotta say like if you stick with it you will see a world that is so well fleshed out and so well written it's kind of like one of those things it's like when you see it you'll shit bricks that's yeah. kind of how it was for me like when I find like Rhett is actually the guy that he kept telling me he's like you need to play Morrowind dude because I remember when Oblivion came out and I was actually really frustrated with the leveling system it really bothered me and they the had...
1: guards hearing radius oh, was my like God. gigantic it was
0: like the entire map oh um, so dumb and I was really frustrated with it and Rhett kept telling me and I'm, I'm a stubborn guy it took me a while to get into Morrowind Uh, And he's like, dude, play Morrowind. It's, it's fucking great. He's like, I think it's better than Oblivion. You know, you can just, you do all this crazy stuff and the leveling system, I think is more, you know, more to your liking and so on and so forth. And finally, one day I was like, I was sitting at my computer and I felt like I had just exhausted all these games I'd played. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to sit down and play Morrowind for, you know, this week. I'm just going to try it. And I made a Khajiit Thief Assassin. So fun. So fucking fun. And because you can move really fast, you know, and I think I had. Oh, yeah, because athletics is (laughs) a skill. I had that you can move faster. I had the steed. So I was just like moving at the speed of light. It felt like I was like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I decided to join the temple. So I joined the temple in Morrowind. And uh, I won't I don't want to spoil it because like this is something that just I loved. But you join the temple and then you do the main quest. Let's just say. If you become the patriarch of the temple and you do the main quest, you're in for quite a surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was, to me, it's what really told me, like, this is an amazing game. Like, this, this qu- twist on my character is the most, it was the most mind blowing experience I've ever had in a role playing game. And to this day, I don't know if I'll ever experience that. Like, and I've played Baldur's Gate. Planescape Torment, Icewind Dale, and those are great games, but the way this game made me feel at that moment was like, yeah, I just felt like I was in this world, and I was like, oh my god, I have to deal with this crazy issue, and uh, it was just can amazing. I, uh,
1: <laughs> can I just say, I think I said it on the last episode, yeah. but in case you're a first-time listener for whatever reason, and you haven't listened to the first one, um, a lot of you might be thinking, well, the main quest, the main quest, blah, 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 like Oblivion sucked, and Skyrim was subpar, well, first of all, Morrowind's, I'm sure, is great, um, but I love Morrowind, and I've never completed the main quest, um, and that's sort of... <laughs> that's like, really it, funny. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of become almost a... and uh, in, It's intentional now. I could go and finish it any time, but... I, and to be fair, I never really completed Oblivion's or Skyrim's. I've never completed Fallout 3's or um, any of that well, stuff. I find I just, that so
0: bizarre. I... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well I do it on purpose now. Um because so many people specifically cuz I had never really beaten Morwen and then I had been playing Oblivion and so many people were just like Oblivion's main quest blows. And I was always like, "Well, why would you do the main quest?" And it was more of like a, it was like a legitimate question. Why would you do the main quest when there's so much other stuff to enjoy? Yeah. Like I always I always felt like the best content was never the main quest anyways. Um and I was like, I'm still playing Oblivion, and I still have, feel like there's stuff I haven't figured out or whatever, you know. And people are like, I'm done. I beat the main quest. I'm done, and I think yeah, it sucks.
0: You never. Com- That's the great thing about the Elder Scrolls game. It's Like when you beat the. To me, it's like when I beat the main quest in Elder Scrolls game, the game began. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, for me, <laughs> for me, it was just. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people see you're smart about that,
1: and a lot of people just said, "Well, I'm done. The, the game disappointed me," and so because of that, I didn't want to be let down or disappointed, so I was just like, "I'm not going to do the main quest." And then when I It was the same thing when I started playing Fallout Three is like, uh, I almost beat the game on accident because you can just kind of like stumble halfway through the quest. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a play that uh, Smith and Casey's garage. Yeah, if you just yeah, go exactly. there, <laughs> you can, you just find your dad. Hey, so how's it going? It's like, well, I just yeah. skipped about 12 hours of.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, and then, so, and then when I started going back and enjoying Morwin again, it was like, why would I bother? Like, I know what happens and yeah. that's fine. I'm not bothered that I'm spoiled. I've done the main quest for Blood Moon and, um, more, mm-hmm. uh, for Tribunal, but, um, not the main quest for, you know, whatever. And the only reason I did the main quest for Blood Moon is because I really wanted to be a werewolf.
0: <laughs> Dude, being a werewolf is so cool in that game.
1: Nothing makes you feel more <laughs> like a badass than when you have to, like, hunt down these specific, like... Targets? Uh, yes. And you're, like, in the caves, and you got the little dog-eye vision in there, and you're just, like, fucking, like, zooming through the caves at Mach And you one. can leap, like, <laughs> fucking oh. miles. It's so yeah. ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Oh my yeah. god. I'm pretty sure you can leap almost like a hundred yards into the air. Yeah. as a werewolf. Not
1: as, <laughs> not as far as my vampire character, but Oh my um, god, yeah. Vampires vampire... are also really cool. Yeah. I have I had a lot of fun. If with you that.
0: make um rings of regen, you can negate the sun damage. <laughs> you can just run around outside. <laughs> yeah, you know but then that? you
1: gotta deal with like the like stupid sound
0: effects and Oh, that's okay, because <laughs> people but, just trip balls on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um.
1: But what what other items were you gonna talk about? Oh, I didn't, well, we went on quite a tangent. Well, there. yeah,
0: we were still. I I feel like I still want to talk. I have a few more items. I'm still gonna talk about maximizing your level, and this is for people that want to do like a power level, which I think is actually really fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to just say another thing about getting into Morrowind Our, you know the thing that ends up keeps bringing me back is the fact that I feel like the main story and I know you just said that you don't really uh you don't finish it I honestly view the lore of the characters um like Almsivi, Vivek, Sothasil Alexia, these guys and I'm not spoiling anything by saying their names you'll fucking hear a lot about them if you play it <laughs> um it's, to me, it's on par with some of the greatest fantasy novels ever written. And, you know, some people may flame me like, well, you're comparing it to Lord of the Rings and books like Sword of Truth and like Name of the Wind, all this shit. Um, and I, you know, I'll say, yeah, I will. Because uh, the the twists and turns in the stories and just like the creativity of it and uniqueness of it is just absolutely mm-hmm. astonishing and the fact that it's in a video game is also mm-hmm. another is amazing essentially like when you play Morrowind you're playing a book in a sense you know and so that's if you, you know if you can look at it like that you will, you'll just stick with it. Cause essentially you'll just be hooked to the reading. You'll be like, Oh, I need to go to this library. Oh, fuck a library. Hell yeah. You go in there and you'll read all the books. Like that's how I am. I find a yeah. new library or a new bookseller and I just walk in and I'm like, do they have any books I haven't read? Oh my God. <laughs> Looking through all the, all their books. Yeah. And I have my own library in my house and I just, I, I write, I have a list with me right now that I, I just cross off. I'm like, okay, I got this book this book and I plan on collecting every book in the game which I still haven't done um, but yeah that's another reason to play it for people that want to get interested in it I think the story is just absolutely amazing you know if they could make this into a series like Game of Thrones it'd make people's heads explode <laughs> but um I don't know what do you think about that Rhett? what I'm saying
1: um I mean yeah I think I agree um I don't know. I don't think I have much more to add. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, let's see. I got a few items here. Um, Got some stuff. Let's talk about that glass armor set, because actually that's probably the easiest thing to get besides the gloves of Randagolf. Um, The glass armor set is f- almost a fully complete glass armor set. You're just missing the Greaves. If you go to Aldarune, and you can just take one of those silt striders there, those big flea-looking things... um. And then head, let's see, northwest, and actually you'll see signs towards it, and you can ask people about it. If you go, uh, to a person and ask about places, they'll tell you about Ghost Gate, which is the gate to Red Mountain, which is held up by Om Sivi, the, uh, tribunal gods that rule Morrowind. And if you go there and you go all the way to the bottom of this place, to their smith, and you, you know, you might get lost a little bit. I, I still get a little lost, um, but if you go all the way down, there's a smith there, and he's got all these, uh, glass armor. Mm-hmm. And so, what you do is you just get him to kind of face a different direction from this glass armor. And, uh, you can essentially steal all of it. R- quite easily. I mean, this guy, I don't know what his, uh, I don't, what do they use to detect sneak? Is it agility? Or, uh, do you know? Like a character's awareness, like what specifies that in the game?
1: Yeah, I think it's agility. Okay. Either way, Um, this
0: guy's agility must be low as hell. Because if you have level 15 sneak, you can steal all this shit a few tries. (laughs) Um, So if you go there, you can have an almost fully complete set of glass armor. Which, if you have light armor in your main attribute, or a main uh, major or minor skill, is huge. You'll end up with like 50 uh, armor rating. And uh, early on, like at level 1, 50 armor is epic. That allows you to go to so many places you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, You can still get one-shotted, because you got like 35, 45 hit points. Yeah. Um, But it's just, it takes such an edge off, and your character will look so much cooler. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, not to mention there's a glass longsword, so if you have long blade there too, holy crap, you'll just be those Kwama foragers that were beating the shit out of you. You'll show them. Yeah, (laughs) hang on. Um... Yeah, what's up? But,
1: you know, listener, while, uh, while Lee's away from the table, I can tell you, you know, maybe you don't like what we're doing exactly in the sense it's like, well, I like to find these things on my own. And you know what? That's absolutely great. And if that's the case, then you should go do it. You should go find these things. Um, All right, but this is for the people who were just giving a little nudge. To the people who might not want to do that and complain that, you know, the game's too whatever for them or or anything like that. Um, yeah, and this this is just an extra nudge for those players who find that the game might be a little too intimidating. Yeah, and plus, and like, hopefully, when people go find this stuff, they are really become engrossed in the idea of exploring. Um, go ahead.
0: Um, another thing too is like this is we're kind of directing it at players that. Want to play it, they're already interested. This is just stuff that'll help you, you know, get that. Some people, like, if you just, if this game just turns you off and you just don't play it, then, you know, have fun in another game. But, um, anyway, uh, let's see. So we talk about the glass armor set. Um, another thing is actually the Sword of White Woe. It's actually part of the main, it's in the main quest area in Balmora, because they'll send you there, they actually tell you to go there um the, yeah the...
1: it's and it's um really I I th- honestly it's weird because I feel like Belmora is like the best city in the game personally I don't know about you I lo- like I like
0: vivek the most even though it's a well, confusing place it's huge and I- <laughs> it's just I guess so other cool. than
1: other than vivek <laughs> like uh, because Vivek is, uh, is definitely the best, but other than <laughs> yeah. that, I feel like Balmora because like to me, whenever I think about Morrowind, I always think about Balmora. Me too. And when you, when you look up like fan art of Morrowind, there's all these fan depictions of Balmora <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. I just love the city. It's the first place you go. Generally, it's got everything you need. Um, all the guilds, uh, missions start there. um, like literally, I think every guild mission starts in Belmore. Even the Morag Tong. Um, I guess maybe the exception is the Imperial Legion quests. Don't they start up uh, by Nesis or whatever? I think so. But... Imperial
0: Legion quests, yeah, it's near Nesis. Yeah, you you
1: join there. like the you join like the death, the death moths.
0: Or I've actually death... never done Imperial Legion before.
1: I haven't either. Actually,
0: surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm uh, just not a big fan of the Imperials. <laughs> I'm not either, but... Uh, so, I, so one day I'm going to have to make an Imperial and just roleplay the shit out of that. Uh, yeah. But... Well, I
1: do I do like the Imperials in Skyrim more than the Stormcloaks. Th- uh, the Stormcloaks uh, are fucking dickwads. Holy shit, yeah. They're basically Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, I do think some of the stuff is kind of badass about them, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, the Imperials are better.
0: Um, So what, oh yeah, the Sword of White Woe. If you go to Balmora and go to the Eastern Guard Tower and go all the way to the top, you'll see this guard stand there. And on top of this little dresser, you'll see this ebony sword. Now this guard is also someone with what appears to be like negative agility. Um, (laughs) if you just go and jump on the baskets behind him, or use a levitate spell to like float up behind him, and then crouch... As he's turned away from you, you pretty much will get away with this. Like that, I mean, it may take you a few tries. Uh, my friend was playing it and he was having trouble. I think it took him like four or five tries. Yeah, um, but you will get the sword. It's an ebony long sword that um it has a really um high armor or not armor rating. Uh, what is that? Um, what do they call it? It's not uh. It's like the yeah. durability rating. I can't believe I couldn't think of that. Really high durability rating compared to the glass sword if you end up getting the, uh, that. The glass sword only has 480 durability points, which is actually yeah. really shitty. Um, but the ebony uh, sword I think has almost like 1200 or something. So oh, it, la- yeah, that's, it lasts way last longer. Forever. And the enchantment on it actually, um, uh, lowers their health. So like if they've got 100 hit points and you hit them, they might just end up with a maximum health of ninety instead of a hundred, or even seventy instead of hundred. And every time you hit them, it'll kind of roll to see like where they hit. But in in a sense, it's it's like health removal. Um, so it's a really really powerful uh, longsword you can get early on. That's easier to get actually than any of these items I've talked about.
1: Yeah, I usually always pick it up if I'm doing like a blade character, long blade mm-hmm. character, or whatever. Um... Because it's so, it's so easy to get. And yeah, it's, it's so right easy. in the, right at the main city, like uh, the crux of everything, basically. So um,
0: let's see. There's another item that you can purchase. It's like eighty gold, and I swear I have no idea why they sell it for eighty gold. This merchant in, in Caldera. If you go to the trader in Caldera, um, he sells the uh, the Ring of Aversion, and it gives you ten seconds of invisibility. Which pretty much, if you get that before you go and get the glass armor set, it'll be even easier to get the glass armor set. Because your invisibility only breaks after an action. And when you go to steal something that's sitting out, um, your invisibility will break once it's in your inventory. And all of the checks for whether or not they're gonna detect you have been done. And yeah. with, with, with invisibility, your sneak is basically 100. Like, you're not gonna yeah. get caught taking something at all. So if you get that thing before you get the glass armor set, it's gonna be even easier. And not to mention, like, if you find yourself running from a bunch of cliff racers and you're having a no shit moment, um, you can just pop that thing on and bam, all aggro is gone and that thing will just fly off.
1: <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs>
0: so uh also there's uh another item near Caldera. Wait, where is that at? It's Caldera. It's a Caldera a trader? trader. Yep. Um it's one of the best early on items. I I actually discovered it only recently through my latest playthrough. So I was like, oh, I haven't really talked to everyone in Caldera, so I went around there. Uh, there's also the guy named uh, Creeper that's upstairs in a house on Caldera, <laughs> um, and he'll he'll take an item at face value. So if you have an item that says it's worth three thousand gold, he'll take it for three thousand. Like, and he won't, you know, barter with you really in a sense because he has no persuasion skills or mercantile skills because he's technically a scamp but he'll buy items from you. <laughs> so if you have like a 5,000 gold item, you can just go there and get 5,000 gold immediately, which is really awesome early on. Nice. Um, and then also the boots of blinding speed. Uh, these are in Caldera. Well, near Caldera, I should say. If you go to Caldera from Balmora and you exit Caldera and you just keep going on that road, you'll see this red guard lady. Um, she'll offer to es- have you uh, escort her to him, um, I think it's Nesis, actually, um, and if you escort her, she'll give you the boots, or you can just kill her, take the boots.
1: I usually kill her.
0: Uh, <laughs> and you're in for a surprise when you when you attack her. Uh, she's wearing these things that give you uh, 200 athletics athletics skill. Uh, skill. So essentially, you move extremely fast. With <laughs> a downside to it is that you are blinded by 100%, so you can't see anything. Literally, when you put them on, your screen turns black. But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny when you fight her, because she's wearing these boots, and so she can't hit you at all, because she's 100% blinded. So she just stands there swinging at you, and it, it's really funny, if you like get on a rock or something, you'll just see her like zipping around. Trying to, like, get onto the rock, or if you levitate up in the air, she'll be flying all over the place. It's so funny. But, anyway, if, uh, if you kill her, you can get these boots. And, you might be thinking, well, they're 100% blind, why would I want those? Well, this is the last item I'm gonna talk about right here. It's called the cuirass of the Savior's Hide. Now, if you're not a Breton, Um, and you want to use the boots of speed, this is like an absolute necessity. Um, Curacao of the Savior's Hide gives you 60% magicka resistance, which means if you put the cuirass on, and then you put the boots on, you only have 40% blind, so now you can see while Mm -hmm. you're wearing the boots. So you can basically run wherever you want really freaking fast. It also, the speed boost from uh, the boots also affects levitation, so if you cast levitation one point, You'll be moving around as if you cast levitation like 150, which is yeah. extremely useful. Um, the place where you get the Curace of the Savior's Hide is, uh, Telfir, which is the tower owned by Devathir. Um, and that's just, uh, I think it's south, it's more west. It's like west south of, um, Sadrith Mora. And if you ask- West south. West south. Well, cause it's, it's more west. <laughs> I know it's kind of like a fair enough it's it's a weird way to say it but I always thought like why don't people say that if it's more west yeah you go west south and uh (laughs) well you go west a little bit and then you start going south like that's how I (laughs) that's how I always thought about it but you'd
1: probably say like um I don't know well I don't know I think there's a way that they say that
0: there probably is I'm just a moron but west, way, by west
1: by southwest by yeah, know.
0: I don't know. It's west though of it, um a little bit to the south. And if you ask around in Saint Mora, they'll freaking tell you. They'll be like, oh yeah, the Tower of DeVath, it's over this way. You know? And you go can... there at your own peril. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh you'll need a levitation scroll and an unlock of 100 points. So if you have alteration and it's like level 40. You can end up opening this chest. It's a little dresser. If you go up to, if you float up this tower and talk to Devate, they'll be like, yeah, you can take whatever you want as long as you can break into it. But everything's locked level 100. So, you'll either need an Unducey's open door scroll of level 100, um, or you'll need to get an Unducey open spell. So, like, just open, I guess, is what they call it. Um, or
1: you'll need to find one of the five skeleton keys in yeah. Warland. Or that.
0: <laughs> but either way you can get into those and you can get them pretty early on. Uh, and that thing that piece of armor is light armor and it's amazing. Um, another thing is if you you're playing a Breton and you're playing a mage like a spell sword or something Breton's are really good for a spell sword. you can just go ahead and use the boots because you have 50% Magicka resistance. so you can go ahead and just put them on you'll be a, you'll see a little bit of dim vision and I wouldn't recommend doing combat in them because you'll have a 50% miss rate. But um nonetheless you can just whip those things on and you're good to go. <laughs> there you go. But um let's see, do I have anything else here?
1: Maybe there's only one skeleton key. I, I thought can... there was five. It has
0: a limited number of uses too.
1: Well it only has fifty uses, but yeah. it'll open anything except yeah. for like one or two doors. Yeah, that's true.
0: Oh yeah, there's one other thing I want to talk about, which was uh the Dwemer. The Dwemer are super, a super interesting race um, that, unfortunately, like even though the Dwemer runes were pretty cool in Skyrim, I felt like they didn't really do justice for, to the Dwemer there. I mean, we're talking about a race that was essentially, I mean, they discovered the scientific method, essentially, is what they did. And so in Morrowind, you'll hear, uh, you'll read books of how the Dwemer preferred their gods of reason and logic. And that saying comes from the, uh, Dunmer, who, who worshipped the Daedra, you know. And they did, they didn't really understand that reason and logic aren't gods. It's more of a la- way of looking at the world. <laughs> yeah. And so these, these Dwemer, uh, people discovered the power of this, the scientific method and they developed technologies. If you actually look at, um, a lot of the Dwemer centurions, um, specifically, I think they're the Archer ones, which maybe you'll encounter in Mournhold. You'll actually see circuitry and gears, so they had computer systems. Um, the Dwemer developed computer systems, essentially. I mean, they used magic and stuff, but they were a technologically advanced race that combined yep. it with magic. <laughs>
1: yeah, which is I think amazing. The, the Dwemer are really interesting, especially like you know, and Morrowind even has a quest points you in, in the direction of researching what the fuck happened to them and. Mm-hmm. And all that, and just, uh, you know, all that stuff is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it continues on even throughout however much time elapses between Morrowind and Skyrim. People are still trying to figure out, you know, what was up with them and, and still exploring their ruins and all that. It's pretty fascinating stuff. I feel like that was, like, one of the first things I that, that really compelled me in the game I was like what a mystery that you solve like
0: yeah I've still never solved that in Morrowind actually. really yeah I've never been able to figure out the mystery of the dwarves it's one thing I refuse to look up on wiki <laughs> I, um, I go to Yagram but whatever the hell and he never freaking tells you because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't even know
1: <laughs> well I could spoil it for you, nope. if you want. Mm-mm. I got to right.
0: I I'm dead set on finding that one myself <laughs> I
1: get you sure? I mean, you don't want me to just no, tell you? No, no. You all... No. did you know that this is what happened? To the... No, <laughs> shut
0: up. I don't want to hear it.
1: <laughs> I'll say it, every word that I'll say at once. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, um, But you know, maybe we should talk more in depth about the races and like some of the lore and stuff on the next episode. Yeah. And uh, we can call this good for now. We're about 50 minutes yeah, in.
0: Yeah, holy shit. Kind of Which is a good size episode. Went we talked about fast. some good stuff. Yeah, I hope this helps everyone. You know, and we start posting this. Feel free to give feedback and tell us, like, hey, that, you know, I, that wasn't really helpful to me. I'm totally okay with that. And tell me what you think. You know, well, I could... you
1: know, it's uh, it's fascinating because I listen to another Morrowind themed, well, it's Elder Scrolls themed podcast. It's called mm-hmm. Elder Lore, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy prides himself on being very correct. And people post on his website, like, hey, you know, you're almost right on this. This is what and I think he's even taken some uh, some corrections from, like, the lore master from Bethesda. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're not really aiming for that level yeah. of accuracy. We do want to be very accurate. And if there's something that you know that's wrong, just freaking let us know, and we'll address it. Yeah, because I want to uh, learn
0: more about the lore. You know, yeah, if I'm wrong about something, tell me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we don't claim to be, um, like, 100% accurate yeah, history books of Morrowind. We're just players like you guys. We just and, really uh, like
0: the game, essentially. Yeah, and...
1: We're just super passionate about it. And if you guys uh, listen to something that you heard is wrong, just let us know, and we'll be like, hey, uh, Titty Sucker 66 on Twitter said that, uh, you know, this is this, and then we'll high-five you spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, we just love the game. So, everything that we know about it generally is from our experience and not from the wikis or anything like that. So, I mean, we'll look stuff up on the wikis Mm -hmm. sometimes for a refresher, but not before we know it. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It was a good episode.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. So, uh, closing off, uh, thank you for listening to A Game at Dinner. Um, This is Rhett and... uh, Rhett Weisenfels and Lee Parr are your hosts for this. Um, Anything and everything Morrowind-related is what we talk about. I hope I can see you guys next episode, or, I mean, I hope you guys listen to us, I guess. Um, I guess we'll just be talking more about the uh, Dwemer. I really want to discuss them. I think they're just super interesting. So, thanks for listening.
1: Thank you. You
2: gonna.